Mommy Track Daddy Whispers podcast is now called Birth Agni podcast. Hi, welcome to episode 8. In the last episode, we talked about parenting tips on the internet and the traditional wisdom we can exercise when consuming information that is readily available at the click of the thumb. And today we are going to discuss a topic that has been very close to me and one of the first few triggers that got me to produce mommy track daddy whispers mtdw should we call it that <laughs> long name and um, today we are going to discuss family dynamics we are going to talk about relationships broken down into emotions because what are relationships anyway and they created only in the mind and you know what the science behind relationships is called effective science rather the science behind emotions is called effective science relationships emotions do affect us they affect our minds first and hence our being and with that preset in mind time for an intro Welcome to Mommy Track Daddy Whispers, a podcast where we discuss women, postpartum and parenting as a whole without subjecting it to motherhood or fatherhood. We are a bi-weekly podcast where I share my experiences and learnings as a new parent with an intent to align diverse experiences and grow into a community wherein we mutually uplift each other. My name is Divya and I live with my family and most of the people I know live with their families. parents and cousins and everyone together here in india we are culturally aligned with our families so i'm going to talk about some emotions today that probably become the muscle of the relationship they can be positive they can be negative usually the negative emotions are lasting and stronger than the positive ones keeping positivism it takes effort so we will talk about these and how we can make an effort to maintain harmony to the best possible levels 100% harmony is anyway a myth and perfect people have all been snatched away by ekta kapoor and her serials <laughs> so let's talk about emotions and i'm going to talk about the subtle causes feelings that surface in another form sometimes but they're very relevant to how relationships work first insecurity emotional insecurity sample this i go to a party and out of the bunch of 10 people there is this friend i do not feel comfortable with it is not that i've had a rough experience with them it is something about their personality their appearance their confidence their knowledge or just the way they make us feel it can trigger an insecurity that is not progressive which makes us want to come out of the situation where we are face to face with them so we all have those layers in our personality we do not want peeled off nothing is perfect we are not perfect and this insecurity comes off sometimes in the form of emotions other emotions such as hatred anger or jealousy but the muscle behind a lot of surfaced emotion can be this insecurity and how do we deal with it for others we can acknowledge that their behavior 
can be the outcome of their experiences and insecurities and we can be a little more empathetic towards people we can allow space for relationships to stay raw with their ups and downs we can accept a human as a human capable of so many great things on the outside mountaineering winning a marathon being successful in their own respective fields and yet incapable of figuring out a lot about themselves fuddled on the insides that space is important it definitely is having said that i do not mean we need to lose a portion of ourselves in maintaining that harmony when it gets taxing when relationships get taxing we need to decide for ourselves how much effort is progressive second we are going to talk about anger anger according to me is an impulse we in our day to day activities we live on impulses every action has a reaction school science and anger as a reaction again can have different triggering points for different people and i hate being in the state of anger it clouds my brain and it snatches away my conscience we all know what anger is so how do we deal with it first of all in order to get rid of something we need to acknowledge that in the first place it's there its presence the fact that we get angry it is a natural response to stimuli and to alter ourselves into calmer human beings will take that acknowledgement that there is a problem at hand and second we need to before anybody else find out what is the cause of this anger and it should be right in the moment that we get angry we need to ask ourselves right then as to what is the cause of this anger what made us angry in simple words is it worth it is the reason behind our anger worth it and big enough to cause us the pain the moment we tread that path of figuring out the reason of facing what we feel instead of avoiding it half of these feelings are already gone the moment we know why we became angry we stop being angry we become a calmer self the reason behind i think uh, this approach is that emotions seem smothering because we hold on to them or restrict ourselves from feeling their true nature we are always trying to suppress our true emotions and deny their presence this takes practice and aware effort and a guilt free attitude towards life my daughter has really taught me that anger irritation insecurity frustration happiness are the very basic methods of communication when living with people this impulse is unavoidable i believe anger is unavoidable however we can learn to quickly switch off from this state by practicing what i just mentioned and after we have expressed ourselves and unloaded ourselves we can naturally be in a state of calm and in a state of light but when it comes to others what we can do we can draw patterns by being empathetic and learn what can anger someone what can trigger an angry someone and try and avoid that path if at all it is unavoidable it causes us pain in return it is at best to avoid a chain reaction anger begets 
anger and learning to stay calm when someone is maybe venting out is a skill so that was all about anger third let's talk about anxiety i notice now that after being an adult <laughs> i'm more and more breaking free from the natural state of feelings not getting angry when i should say no when i should have register my own feelings staying numb to my circumstances and maybe denying the effect these very basic natural feelings have on me so i see that these uh, bouts of energy these emotions they bubble inside me when i try and deny them they can be caused by various day to day factors and when they do not find an outlet they usually take the form of anxiety i think it's more like an earthquake it shakes our entire existence the worst part is that it starts reflecting on our health in the form of a physical pain it can be back pain it can be head pain it can even be neck pain and i remember i read this book called the nine principles of self healing by paul hora narayan dorje and paula hora and those were the writers those three were the writers and what a fantastic book it was a 40 day program at mental healing it was not about a momentary meditation it was a way of life it was uh, you know uh, trying to imbibe these methods into our daily activities and one of the chapters read slow down and notice what you resist we often resist feelings not the reactions we we reject the underlying reasons the triggers the actual causes the actual pain we do not want to face ourselves our own vulnerability coming off as a strong being does not mean we do not embrace our genetic natural makeup our natural reactions natural triggers they make us who we are they help us make the right decisions i mean how would we know our strengths if we do not know our vulnerabilities knowing your vulnerability is your strength they say sometimes that the best attack is the best defense an attack is easier defense takes awareness so how do we deal with others emotional outbursts or emotional insecurity the best we can do as a family is to not judge often anxiety turns into fatal problems it turns into depression and one of the reasons can also be that the judgment that the world gives it to mental health i've often heard people dealing with depressed family members say oh we did try our best we told him or her to do this to do that we kept telling him or her to go out we did our best they would not listen it's not in our hands they should also understand the problem is the way we look at depression it's not the same as low mild anxiety it's not the same as feeling low momentarily it is a medical condition a very strong one having someone in my family suffering from it right now i see the amount of diligence it takes to help someone out of it it can take years 
I experienced the tip of it and know that it requires selfless love. You know how a mother or a father would forgive its child for being themselves out of love. This builds an emotional security that nothing else can. We need selfless love to help people out of depression. Fourth, pain and grief. Let's talk about pain and grief. Anxiety can cause us both emotional and physical pain. Rather, emotional pain accompanied by physical manifestations. We often feel low and for a very long time I used to say I feel low for no reason at all. I used to tell my friends, oh I'm feeling low but I don't think so that there's a reason attached to it. That is usually a lie. Sometimes we do not know. Sometimes we do not want to know. We know deep down what causes us pain. We need to introspect. We need to look right at the wound and bandage it there. Right there, no matter how much it affects, it shakes our ego. Also, pain of losing someone, pain of humiliation and the pain of getting bullied. These are all direct pains and they take time, empathy and a strengthened self-validation to heal. So how do you deal with someone through this phase, through pain and grief? For adults, in certain situations, we can make room for self-healing and self-introspection. That is, we can refrain from giving over advice, throwing expectations or wanting people to go back to normal because, you know, I think that it should not be grieved as much. Avoiding that. But when we do that, when we exercise that kind of a method, it is important to alongside monitor how someone is faring. If they show signs of depression, we need to seek medical advice. We need to seek medical help and create an atmosphere where there is acceptance of this condition and an unsaid empathy. Providing an environment that supports healing is the best support we can give each other through thick and thin. Fifth, one of the very subtle ones, validation and competition. Uh, human beings are animals and animals have a natural instinct to compete. But when this becomes a part of our general interaction with certain people, when it becomes the face of the relationship, it can make things very ugly. You know, some people will always pull you down and create a sense of competition, which should actually be not there, actually which should actually not be there. For some, it can be a mild side of their personality and can make for amusing memories, but it can be dominant in some. And children show the need of validation. When my little one wants to do the same stuff we do, when she wants to be involved, engaged, she shows the need to be accepted, to feel the need to belong until they start respecting and accepting themselves the way they are, they continue to show insecurity and the need for validation. And what can we do when we face certain situations with certain people? It usually becomes a chain reaction in most of the cases. Equal participation from all sides. So somebody starts a competition, the second, third, fourth one engages and then it goes on and on. 
if you want to deal with certain situations one of the ways that i think can work is we break out of that chain we can spare ourselves and in a one to one interaction it can dilute the instinct itself over a period of time i think that's the best way out and those were all the things that we discussed were um, the negative emotions so to say these are the ones that usually reflect themselves in some sort of pain but they are very very strong and they need to be dealt with which is why i had put them right at the start of the episode but now let's talk about the king of all and this should be your takeaway from this episode the winner that has the strength to bind a lot of relationships maintain harmony in families create love and what not and the crown goes to appreciation yes the one medicine for all major problems how does this work well why do corporates have big appraisal appreciation plans and a lot of money going into maintaining gratitude filled culture to know that we'll have to go into a bit of biology there's this chemical hormone dopamine which is responsible for how we receive things and how we feel i saw a video by tanmay bhat my brother shared it with me an indian comedian who had a neuroscientist or a doctor on board he talked in his entire episode about how dopamine and its release is related to calmness happiness a feeling of self worth which is also called self validation and going back to appreciation first of all <laughs> we all want to be appreciated in layman's language let's say we all want to be appreciated i wish my listeners would speak back to me and connect and tell me how they feel we all need it from time to time when we talk to our best friends we know they would understand they would encourage us and they would appreciate us and which is why sometimes we make that call we want to be heard appreciated and encouraged it helps us move forward let's see how this works biologically saying thank you and being grateful for all the little and the more that people do for us as well as being at the receiving end of appreciation it releases this hormone that we just talked about dopamine and it triggers positive emotions which builds a kind of addiction when we receive dopamine when we give appreciation when we get it when we start feeling dopamine we want more of it so it creates a chain in simple words in families in huge families that live together we often take people for granted because there is a routine that is set now appreciation plays a key role in building and maintaining security in relationships appreciation in such setups especially families is often lacking i hear colleagues talking about the opinion clashes with their mother-in-laws but never appreciating that they take care of the baby and the household when they go out to work and would it not be extremely encouraging if they said it to her said thank you or expressed gratitude for whatever people do for you whatever their mother-in-laws did for them will it not break so many barriers and give way for a beautiful collaboration household families it's all about collaboration right but it has to be mutual remember dopamine mostly creates a chain reaction 
So the good news is that if someone does not start it, you can. You can do it. And if you are not instantly appreciated in return, you do not get uh, the result of your effort, you can take the onus of your life and appreciate yourself in return. <laughs> so, <laughs> so when the little we do is appreciated, we naturally are more inclined to give it back. We are pushed to see the good that someone does for us instead of the way, rather instead of the things that hurt us. Appreciation dusts off insecurity, the need for validation, which might stem from everyday conversations, opinion clashes, and you know, the general family stuff. I highly insist, so if it is not already a part of your family dynamics, you start it. You start appreciating people in your household and see how it makes you feel. Initially, it may take effort before the culture sets in. It also helps someone open up and be honest in a relationship. It helps people confront each other, confront things that cause friction and parallel towards a more uplifting engagement. It strengthens the bond. Appreciation and gratitude does that. This becomes very important. This aspect of emotions become very important. Especially in families, we have women that have uh, come in from different families, different backgrounds. That we, we all live together. And there's always that doubt and pressure to live up to some standards, new family standards. And in such a case, it is extremely beneficial for the entire family to build a culture of mutual respect and encouragement through appreciation. So if there is an addition to the family, it has to come from the addition to the family and the family itself. Again, it is mutual. It has to come from every member of the family towards to each other. I mean, how often do we tell our husbands, wives, mother-in-laws, fathers, brothers that we see what is being done for us? Do that and it will do more good to us than to others. There is this friend of mine, Raj. He's always brimming with positive energy. And we often discuss about creating a very strong positive energy around us. So much so that it radiates and engulfs those around us. We believe in the power of positive energy and the fact that it attracts the same energy. We all have it in us. We all have the greatness to achieve things. He's extremely active and I'm learning along. The idea is that what you give out to the universe, it comes back, especially in relationships. We all are energy at the end of the day. And I, I believe in miracles. The seed I planted last year bloomed this spring. So how do I not have faith in the universe? And for those of you who do not believe in miracles, like my husband, he tells me you cannot be blinded to the pragmatic side of life. I have an explanation. Belief, which is why we have religion in the first place, belief does some trick to the brain that it aligns our efforts towards growth and not the other way around. So we all can believe a little bit in miracles. Lastly, a word of caution to the extremely optimistic people around us. We sometimes do not see the dark sides of things. Ignorance is good sometimes, but experience tells me that it is very important to be aware. And with that awareness, we can choose our path, our own path, the emotions we want to be surrounded with, the energy that we would want to exhibit, the energy that can be so strong 
that it can shield us and protect us. On that note, I hope I could give you an insight into the kind of emotions we come across on a daily basis uh, in our relationships, especially when we live in a family, at workplaces, even with our friends. When we mingle a lot, there will always be something that has the potential to cause that friction. So I hope I could connect with you on those lines. And now we would go to the parenting tip, the fun parenting tip. And it is that the way we work towards creating space for our own emotions and feelings, we should allow the same with children, especially infants, toddlers and adolescents alike. In infants and toddlers, Emotional outbursts are a method of communication which is way more profound. Although it is the same with us, but with children, they cannot explain in any other way. They do not know any other way. So let us start our empathetic journeys right from here. Children, through their meltdowns, are communicating their concerns. They need to be comforted, to be emotionally secure. The least we should do is to label them. I used to think otherwise, trust me. I used to think we can teach a child at any age, but we should be more receptive and we should allow children that time and space. On that note, we should allow some space and time to ourselves too. Please take care. I hope we shall sail through in good health, in good mental health that is out of these challenging times. If you like listening to us, please subscribe, download and share. Do rate us on whichever platform that allows. You can write to me at divyavoz at gmail.com. You can connect with me on Instagram. If you have something to say that we can feature, please write to us. We would love to have you here. The next episode is going to be about financial stability and parents. So stay safe. Stay tuned. Bye bye. Take care. See you on the other side.